This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hi, this is Josie Loren. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy of Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Jordison, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear... Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who is the Uncola, your host, Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from Duvet Studios North, the kitchen of podcasting, San Francisco, California. Today I am podcasting to you in a man-sized koozie. What is that? I don't even know what that is. That would keep your Uncola cold. Jace? Oh, of course. You know what a koozie is? Hell, you I ain't don't. never been to the South, son. No, it's true. I've, I've been to um, Austin. I think that's as far south as I've ever gotten. Although I've been to Gettysburg as well. If 7-Up is the Uncola, then Austin is the Unsouth. <laughs> okay. Then I've not been to the South. Hey, when's the Shit, last time you ever heard... koozie! <laughs> when's the last time you ever heard anyone refer to 7-Up as the Uncola? Um, I, I trust you're referring to the half-hour commercial for 7-Up last, on last night's Survivor? Uh, yeah, well, I am referring to that, but I was surprised in the episode of Survivor this week when Troyzan, I think it was, came in mm-hmm. saying, Hey, it's 7-Up! It's the Uncola! Can't wait to have some of the Uncola! Like, what is he... Jason? It, it, did he just come out of 1973? Jason, meet Shark. Shark, be prepared to be jumped. Oh, <laughs> well, is that what takes Survivor to jump the shark? People calling Seven Up the it's Uncola. Just, if you've noticed, this season is really ramped up the in-show commercials and and the line feeding for the contestants to you know. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. Well, anyway, let's get get the show proper before we get to shows improper. Oh, okay. Good point. Um, uh, oh, well, let's do this first. Hi, welcome to the What Duvet Said podcast. What do you think about 7-Up? You can let us know by emailing us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. That's whatduvaysaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. You can find us on Facebook. Just do a little search for What Duvet Said on your little Facebook search engine there. Much like Christina Cha, Survivor Christina did. Um, although she's not a fan, but she did. Uh, she did. Yeah, we, she we, does we, mention she. It takes that to much the... to hit the like button, Christina. <laughs> we like you. Come on, jeez. Um, it's fine. Maybe after listening to this and our our being so kind to her just now, we'll uh, inspire yeah. her to like what Duvet said. Um, hey, listen, being pretty doesn't uh, get you off the hook for not liking what Duvet said. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, you have to be pretty and smart. Are you pretty and smart, Christina? Huh? <laughs> we are also on Mevio. What do they said? Mevio.com. You can find us on Stitcher, which is a uh, smartphone app, so you don't even have to download the show. You can just listen to it. Look for What Do They Said There. Rogue 2 Podcast. And you can give us a phone call at 415-896. What? No. That's, no, that's no not, 415-937-937. No. 0445. I keep wanting to give out my, my home phone number. Well, you can remember the 937 stands for WDS. That's a good way of oh, doing it. There you go. 937-0445. Operator is standing by. Reba! Is she standing by the refrigerator? Is that your refrigerator right here? Oh, the refrigerator just went off. 
Uh, oh, okay. Lovely. It's the refrigerator God. I don't hear. <laughs> That's one of the perils of being in the kitchen of podcasting is there's actual kitchen appliances conspiring against this show. Do we have any guests on this week's show? Is Christina Cha joining us today? No, sadly. I'd like Christina Cha to be joining. Um, no guests. Just you and I, Jace. Oh, all right. We are, um, it's, it's, I can't even have people up here. It's like a construction zone up here. There's so much going on. In, in the life right now, it, it's just uh, – it wouldn't be fair to the guests to have them up into this uh, you know chaotic state that is Duvet North right now. Right. Well, you're in the process of relocating. You're moving out to New York City. Indeed. Um, yeah, we actually have a mover coming in you know, a little over an hour. Boy, what a racket these things are, man. Oh. Are you just having a mover, not a shaker? <laughs> oh man so have you ever had to move i mean i guess you did back when you moved down to la but have you moved you know cross state cross country there's a whole there's a whole rigmarole it, it, it's ripe with uh peril out there when you're choosing movers well the, yeah you have to choose a moving company right you have to choose a moving van because whenever yeah, i've moved i've always just uh loaded stuff up into a friend's a van or, or a car and yeah. then made the trips myself. Yeah, let me let me give you a little uh, I'm getting a PhD in moving. So basically what happens you have main shipping companies like your Allied, your Mayflower, Beacons. Sure. That I, yeah. Th they they contract out to smaller movers. Um so they send one of their reps over the uh, the main moving company they do an evaluation of your stuff give you an idea of you know how much poundage you have and base the estimate on that and then they farm it out to the smaller shippers actually come do the move take that stuff put it on one of the main uh moving companies big huge trucks and then that gets dropped off to another small shipper in the destination city and then they bring it to your your new location Make sense? Yes. So the problem we're finding is dealing with the main, uh, the, the main companies, the, the, the people that are going to contract out, they're fabulous and very professional and very uh, you know, buttery salesmen. They could sell you anything, Jace. Um, could they sell me a shaker? <laughs> so you feel right, confident after talking with them and then you go to deal with the – the local shipper and you your confidence is sapped and do not or do this is what you should do go to yelp and read reviews but in doing so you will be just horrified by people it seems like there's only two people that post on yelp people that had fabulous experiences and people that had the worst experiences of their lives well, but that stands to reason. There's no reason for me to go and post a review if everything goes fine. And the the only reason for me to, to say anything to anybody is to warn people. And the only reason for me to go up and say it's fabulous is if I'm friends of or work for the people that are trying to get business. That's exactly. it. Exactly. So you're left with a lot of... Uh you know, horror stories, which doesn't instill any confidence when you're moving all your valuables 3,000 miles across the country. Well, no. Do you have a lot of breakables or uh, heirlooms or uh, You know, it's like not so much that. It's just the stuff that, you know, you want. I mean, we have furniture that we want to see arrive intact and not damaged. We have, you know, pictures. We have – it's all of our stuff. You know, basically it's all of our stuff. Yeah. And we'd like the stuff that we're choosing to move to make it there unscathed. You know, I'd like to think that if I put guitars in with the movers that those guitars arrive. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a tough call. So I, at some point we're going to have to put our trust in somebody, but we're still in the uh, dating phase where we're, we're kind of uh, matching up bids and going with the best sense. And then our gut will tell us what to do. But uh, yeah, it's been it's, – it's exhausting. Uh, just a heads up. This is going to yes. seem kind of random and out of there. But right. uh, my mother worked in relocation for – for okay. years okay. and years and years. I know all these moving companies because they would give her toy trucks as sort of, here, play with these. Or, you know, here's our swag <laughs> that we give out to people. So I had a bunch of moving van toy trucks as a kid for a very long time. Ah, that's that explains so little, actually, about you, Jason. But go ahead. But what it does explain is that I know that of all the moving companies, at least as of 30 years ago, but I believe this is still uh -huh. to be true, Mayflower 
is terrible. Not a sponsor, but don't go with Mayflower, no matter what you do. Okay, that's funny because that's the uh, we received a bid from Mayflower, and their their estimator was really really good. And then reading all the Yelp reviews about the people that they're gonna pawn us off on, it was just horror. It was sheer terror that was yeah. instilled in my wife and I. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from Mayflower. Just uh, okay. You know, good, good advice. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. All not right. a sponsor. I think Beacons is probably the one to go with. All right, all right. I'll, I will look. I will look at that. But anyway, that's enough of my. But I am moving. <laughs> yes, we are um, now in the. You know, this is winning time. We got to whittle down our stuff. We got to sell things. We got to, you know, go through things, and it's fun. It's kind of fun going through all your. You know, I, I got mad at the wife. You want to hear a funny story, Chase? I do want to hear a funny story. Only if it's funny, though. Okay, so we're watching TV the other night, and she decides she's going to go through our pictures. You know, all of the random loose photos that we have. We have them in like, you know, several shoe boxes in this little storage bin. So she's mm -hmm. going through it. And I'm looking at her. She has a, you know, a brown. She goes, "Oh, get, get me a, a, you know, one of those garbage bags." So I get her a garbage bag and sitting there, and she's just kind of thumbing through. I'm not really paying attention. I'm watching TV, and you know, she's like kind of just tossing what I assume to be duplicates of pictures, you know, that we don't need to bring with us. Right. But then I start to get suspicious <laughs> and I go and I go rooting through the bag to see what's in there. And yes, she, there are in fairness, duplicate pictures, but then there's also pictures that she just decided she didn't like anymore. The people that were in the pictures. <laughs> okay. Like who? And her rationale was like, Oh, we don't need to bring them with us back to New York. But my rationale was these are precious memories, and you can't just throw away precious memories. In fact, even if we're not friendly with some of the people anymore or we had a bad experience, which is why we're not friendly with the people anymore, it's still nice to see the face and be like, oh, yeah, that guy, you know? Yeah, well, it you're conj – you... It conjures the thought, the experience, the conversation. Uh, Weigh in. Yeah, you are really talking to the wrong guy about this thing because I save everything and I remember everything. So uh, you've mm -hmm. got the yes, wrong guy do. to talk to. But um, I totally agree. I, I would. Okay. You ever. Has this happened to you, Rob, or listeners? Have you or been uh, tagged in a photo? <laughs> or Christina? Christina, are you listening? Uh, have you been tagged <laughs> in a photo on Facebook? And then, like, you get the little announcement, and it goes, hey, photo yes. on Facebook. Okay. And then you go look at the picture, and it's a picture of, like, some random person that you're not really even friends with in some random location that you, like, you go, where is this? When was this? What am I doing? Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> yeah, it's happened to me that way, and it's also happened to me where I've been tagging a picture that I'm not even in. <laughs> right okay but it's more interesting i can pick up my photo album or my uh -huh. digital pictures and i can look at a picture and i can go oh yeah that time i can remember that even if it's like you say people that i don't really spend any time with anymore there's a lot of pictures of the early years when i was first dating the woman who became my ex-wife and mm -hmm. I see pictures of people that she's no longer friends with and I am no longer friends with. But at the time, like, I didn't know. And we were, like, hanging out and going to parties with these people. And I look at these pictures and I go, what? But I'm 100% on your side in this because I go, God, look at my hair. Look at that shirt I was wearing. Look at that time in my life where I was hanging out with these people that I don't even know. And, and it, it, like you say, it all comes flooding back to me. I go, oh, wow, yeah, that house. And, and that's when this was happening at that time. And oh, and I just got that cat and I was living with Matt and Rob and ah, blah, 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 you know, like that all yeah. comes back to me. But what, the, what I'm describing is getting a picture on Facebook. When this has happened to me a couple of times, people have tagged me in pictures, and I look at it and I have no memory whatsoever. Like, it doesn't jog anything in my mind. I don't go, It's somebody oh, else's yeah. memory is what you're saying. Like, well, somebody else took the picture, and you had no idea that that picture was taken, and so now you have no context for it. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I'll get a, a, my friend Kai, for example, will send me a picture of 
of he and I uh, uh, building a snowman or something when we were in Tahoe on vacation. And I'll see that picture. And even though I've never seen that picture before, I'll look at it and go, oh, yeah, I remember going to Tahoe. I remember being with Kai, you know, like that, like it all come back to me from seeing the picture. But I'll look at this picture of me hanging out with four guys at some next to some coffee table in some apartment. And I'll be like, what? When was I doing this? <laughs> What, who, where, what apartment is this? I, I recognize these people, but when would I ever be in this combination of people in this place? In these I, pictures, do you have a like a, a black like uh, sort of hood over your head? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I, I, you can tell I'm squinting. If that gives you any indication of what's going on in yeah, the picture, they just removed the the uh, the black hood over your head, and you're like, huh? And they pop a picture, and you're like, where am I? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think that would be what would be an interesting thing to do in these in these boxes of photos that Hallie is going through to look at them for you and to say and try to try to remember what's happening. And because things might pop up for you that you didn't even remember happened. And I, I'm with you. They I don't know if precious memories is the way of saying it, but I, 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 I like the I... idea of keeping a, a, a keeping a chronology and a, um, a proof that you lived a life within you totally you know. and the thing is too i was what was really more off-putting was just the 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 callous disregard for random pictures of children she was just tossing into this bag <laughs> well we we all know what your wife thinks about children <laughs> yeah i guess that's been well documented <laughs> i have a vivid memory of you you guys coming down and visiting when my daughter was really young and uh, we walked up to Larchmont Village and, uh, like, uh -huh. you know, we, uh, the five of us, I forget who was down here visiting with us, but, um, you know, my kid was with us and, uh, we like walked up and we were waiting to cross the street and like some woman walked by with a stroller or whatever. And Hallie was just like, Oh God, I hate kids. <laughs> like my kid's right here. <laughs> she didn't mean your kid, Jace. <laughs> Anyway, enough personal stuff. Nobody cares about our personal lives, do they? No, nobody cares. When the Are truth you... is found. You know what? It's a great karaoke song, by the way. I came up with two great karaoke songs. And the reason that popped Ooh. into my head is because I had karaoke for my birthday two years ago. And my birthday is coming up in a week or so. Ooh, I know. I know. I wish I could be there to celebrate it with you. Well, I haven't quite decided how I'm going to celebrate, but there was a, a preliminary shout out saying, hey, are we going to karaoke again? And I was thinking of uh, mm -hmm. songs to karaoke. These might not be great karaoke songs for you, but they're great karaoke songs for me. And one is Eddie Rabbit's Any Which Way But Loose, Every Which Way But Loose. Great song, Every Which Way But Loose. Yeah, and it's a great karaoke song because there's no instrumental break. It's all words. It's easy to sing, and it's only two and a half minutes long. Oh, that is that's that is that goes into the super karaoke category. Yeah, it's it's huge. Check it out. G give yourself a, a a chance to check out every which way but loose as a karaoke number and um, uh, keep on loving you by Ario Speedwagon uh, would be another great excellent song. One of my favorite songs, in fact, to this day. And I'm not even trying to be like funny or kitschy or anything. Love that song. I think it's a romantic song and it's a, a great, great performance all the way around by the and it's a the great, boys in Speedway. It's a great karaoke number. It does have that instrumental break in the middle there, but it's uh, mm -hmm. it, it, the, the great actual solo. Yeah, great solo, but the actual singing part, like the, the notes you have to hit and the, the, the sort of uh, you know, nostalgic part of it, it's a, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. I, I recommend that one as well. So that was talking about those. Absolutely. The only trouble with both of those is that they're a little too high for me, so I don't know if I could sing. I was going to say, song. Keep on Loving You is a song that I, I love, and um, I, I would love to do karaoke, but you, I, you really have to be in good voice to do that song, because it does get pretty high. Well, it doesn't, though. And I, the reason I say that is because Ario's, uh, High Infidelity came out with a remaster last year, that, a, a 25th ah. anniversary 2011 remaster that I, that I snatched up uh, and I, I was listening to it in my car last night, and I was singing along with Keep on Loving You, which made me think of why it's such a good karaoke song, because it actually isn't as high as you think it is. It's just the, the tone of his voice makes it sound high. Oh, and funny that you say that, because isn't the first line, you should have known by the tone of my voice, maybe. See? Not that high. But and, and you get to sing. But, the, but there is a key change later on when he's like, I'm going to keep 
you know, it goes way. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's not that high. You, you can try it. And you also in that song, you also get to sing, but we still together. You get a rhyme yeah, from remember <laughs> and together. <laughs> the line I like in that song is he says, um, he's uh, like, you, you lying in the grass all coiled up and hissing. Yeah, great line. That's just a visually, that's a great line. All yeah. caught up in hissing. Yeah, and yeah. then it's got the rattlesnake uh, sound effect right after it. Right, yep. Yeah. Totally somebody shakes uh shaker thingy. Yeah, exactly. Lovely. Hey, Rob, is there any news? I'm trying to make up for all the news we haven't done by being very enthusiastic by uh, yeah, the I paltry love... news I've gathered. Anytime you scat, I think it's okay, Scooby Dooby. <laughs> um, some of this is old. Oh, you know what? This is the one that's getting me. I'm just going to start here. Um, you heard about the you know the Mega Millions? Were people lining up down in LA to buy tickets for the the Mega Million drawing uh, last? Was it Saturday? Uh, there, I, I, yes, I've heard people were lining up. I went and bought a quick pick ticket because it seemed silly not to. And I had that money spent before I was done mm -hmm. with my burger afterwards. Um, and there was a yeah. line at the set ons where I went. Um, oh, is that French? It is French. Yes. It's French for 7-Eleven. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, and so I, the, I, I got in line and started filling out my bubbles as I was waiting there, and the line moved so fast that people just kept like going past me. They they have it down to a science there at the set ons. Um, oh really? But I've the I French heard there were man. places down in the uh, down in the more southerly area, lucky places where people have win lucky tickets that they were lined up around the corner. Did you buy a lot of? Do tickets? you prescribe to the theory that in order to increase your odds of winning, you have to go to the dirtiest of bodegas in the worst of neighborhoods? Uh, I don't subscribe to that theory. I think it's all entirely. Luck. That's that's my, maybe that's just my wife's. She's like, she's like tells me she's like we got to buy lottery tickets. So it's it's up to you know it's like a, a trillion dollars and we, we got to get them. So I need you to go to the dirty bodega. <laughs> Do they sell snowballs at the dirty bodega? Oh yeah, they sell you know everything anything that would you know increase your risk for diabetes. And um, and also, you know, is just kind of like it's where, you know, maybe like, you know, the the downtrodden would go to get a say a pack of, uh, you know, government issue cigarettes or something. I watched a TV special the other day. It's uh, on the History Channel, not a sponsor called Modern Marvels. Have you ever seen this show? Modern Marvels? Uh, no. Well, they they basically describe things. It's a pretty good. Pretty good show. But they talked about the science of uh convenience stores <laughs> mm -hmm. and th there was a guy there that was explaining how they set up convenience stores and you probably have a pretty good idea that you know that they, they do things on purpose they put the the liquor all the way in the back and stuff like that so you have to walk through everything mm -hmm. and you, they put this the chips by the counter and blah 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 but there th he was describing that area when you first walk into the store he called it the decompression area <laughs> They actually huh. design stores. So when you walk in, you go, okay, what do I do? They, they've created a little little area there right as you walk in. That's the decompression area. So, you know. Interesting. So you're not just hit over the head with a bunch of choices. So you can kind of like, ah. Yeah, you can get your bearings. And maybe if you're in the area where the dirty bodegas are, it's just kind of like a, it's so harrowing to get there that you need that little moment to kind of gather yourself. Right. Yeah, exactly. And apparently they don't put the cashier by the front window for the convenience because then you can just leave right when you're done. But it's so that people can see in the window if you're being uh, robbed at the dirty bodega. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Thing. Isn't okay. the dirty bodega also a uh... better shotgun action for the man behind the counter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't the dirty bodega a, a, a sex term? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe not. But that's when you a dirty Sanchez. Right. Oh dear. Yeah. Now we'll never get Christina yeah. on the show. Oh come on, Christina. We're going to talk about you, Christina. So stay tuned. But tell me the news. News. Oh. The that's for you, listener, Dave. Um, so there were three winners, three winning tickets for the, the, the Mega Millions. Yes. And one of them being this woman. Do you know about this woman in Maryland? Yeah, the, the I didn't hide it in the McDonald's woman. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a story today and she held a press conference which she didn't speak and she had uh, her lawyer with her and they you would think that this would be like if they're going to hold a press conference they would produce the ticket you know yeah. to be like okay you know no ticket was produced but the, i thought it was curious what the lawyer said he says this let me and i quote the attorney's name is edward smith of course it is i have not seen the ticket nor do i want to see the ticket Huh. We believe it to be a legitimate claim when it is time to present the ticket or whatever it is that needs to be presented to the lottery commissioner. I'm sure that it will be there. What the hell is that? <laughs> of course you need to present the ticket <laughs> or whatever it is or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I love his confidence in his client. I'm sure I haven't seen it. I'm sure I believe it though. I'm sure she's going to show the ticket. I think this woman is batshit crazy. I love the, 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 the backstory was, it's, she's a McDonald's employee, and they were they would do that pooling thing, which I don't think is a good idea to be honest with you. Where everybody pools, you know, and buys lottery tickets every week, yeah, and then you split yeah. the winnings. Right. Never goes on. And of course, the, the winning ticket she claims was the separate ticket that she bought. Right. Yeah. Because splitting what whatever it ended up being, I think it was like three hundred and something million to be split. I think fourteen ways. Still a nice chunk of change. People get so greedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I you know what? <laughs> I was speaking of being greedy. When I heard that it was split three ways, I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't win. Right? Yeah, because you're like, no, 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 no. That just won't do. Yeah, no. Are you, don't you... Like, you, you don't like to share. No, no. For $600 million? What, are you kidding? I wanted all $600 million. <laughs> You know what? That's funny because you, like me, are – you know, you have a hard time letting things go, and that would just nag at me for all eternity. Oh, yeah. That, you know, like people would be like, you won the lottery. I'm like, yeah, but I had to split it with you know, <laughs> two other people. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not the same. <laughs> not the same. I wanna, next time I really want to win the lottery. Yeah, exactly. Funny. We had a friend in high school that won the lottery. I know. I was thinking about him, actually, <laughs> while I went to the set owns. I was like, wow, if it, if it happened to him, it could happen to me. But I, yeah, you know, his thing, he had to split it with uh, his sister, and it wasn't for a ton of money. But I think he still gets like $30,000 a year after taxes. I think that's a pretty good that, deal. That just rolls in. See, I kind I of figure that, that that's, that's my lottery win. The fact that I am one degree away yeah. from somebody who won the lottery. Exactly. That's, that's... He blew it for everybody. Yeah, totally. Totally blew it for everybody. I agree. <laughs> Hope he's not listening. I, I totally agree with you. Thank you, listener Adrian. <laughs> I wasn't going to point him out, but yeah. Not a listener. <laughs> you say it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Adrian. You and your stupid set-ons. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that, that's that. I just I think it's so funny. Oh, and then it goes on to say, uh, well, the, 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 the woman that won, she left her ticket you know, hidden somewhere in the McDonald's. So now she's afraid to go back, it sounds like, because – you know, everybody's going to be watching her like a hawk and they'll probably like all – I can see like 14 other employees jumping on her. Get the ticket! You know, like when she tries to make a move for it behind the fryolator or wherever she put it. Yeah, like – but how, where is there in a McDonald's to hide a lottery ticket? I don't know when the last time you were in Why a would you buy the ticket, go to McDonald's, hide the ticket if it was your separate personal ticket? Yeah, no. It doesn't make a lick of sense. No. This, there's so many holes in this story. Yeah, it, the thing that is the worst of the people that are are in the pool with her because if it actually does exist. First of all, why would you make her in charge of the tickets? Absolutely, right? Bad party planning right there. Unless she is the most sane of all of them. That would be frightening. No, there's another quote that I should read to you from the story before we ditch it. Is uh, It says, this is from the lawyer again. It says, I don't think she wants her 15 minutes of fame. We just want y'all to go home. This is after he called a press conference. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. So, woman buying a separate lottery ticket for her, not part of the group. Was this a... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say yeah, that is a... No, for me, it's not a... We'll just have to agree to disagree then. Let's do that. Oh, I like that. A little dissension amongst the ranks. That's right. That's right. You. So there's that. There's that one. Okay. You know, it's a little, 
I don't have too many, but this one was God. Oh, when I saw this, I was just like, well, when I saw this, I had two feelings, and see if you can um, discern where my my head. You know me pretty well. Where my head might have been going with this? Where yours, Bob Duvet, might have been thinking? So, did you hear about this? This is in LA. This is your neck of the woods, Torrance. Holla. Uh, uh, Torrance. Big supporters. We have lots of supporters in Torrance. I love to drive through Torrance on my way to Redondo Beach. There you go. So, did you hear about this woman that was arrested uh, for, dri- you know, she was driving and somebody phoned in to the cops about her? She was not only texting, but she had a baby in her lap. Oh, no, I didn't hear about this. While driving on the freeway. And then it turns out she. Uh, she was holding her one-year-old on her lap, no seatbelt on for either of them, texting. In the back was a four-year-old daughter not seatbelted in and a two-year-old son in an unsecured car seat. Okay, well, my first response to that is the person who noticed all that was a far more danger on the road than she was because they weren't looking <laughs> on the road. They were looking in their car for long enough to ascertain all of that information. Well, no, I, I think that was discovered when she was pulled over. Oh, but the the texting in the one year old in the lap is what prompted the call. Wow, that she is well. Wh- how far was she going? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing. Okay, so apparently she is also was driving on a suspended license and uh, ha- had been uh, five years probation for child abuse charge that she pleaded no contest to in tw- in twenty ten. So this woman has had a history of being less than say uh June Cleaver when it comes to rearing children. Uh, yeah. Why wow, when she get but caught? I was thinking watching this week's Mad Men and there was a scene if I'm correct it was I think it was this week's where kids are in the car but no there's no seatbelts or anything going on. Right. You know just sit in the car. Yeah, yeah. That was me. That was me growing up. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, I should have my parents retroactively arrested. Yeah, well, sitting in the, uh, I remember sitting in the front seat between my parents with no seatbelt on, or sitting in the back seat of, of the car and like sliding back and forth. Wee, wee. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or, or sitting in the, if you had a station wagon in that very far back of the station wagon, just kind of, you know, wrestling with your brother while they were driving. Oh, yeah. Like sitting in the well. Yes. The well, exactly. So, you know, it's funny, but it's funny now. That this is the height of you know recklessness, whereas when we were growing up, that was just uh, par for the course. I am amazed at how important things like that have become, and how really major things are unimportant to people. Um, which I can't think of any major thing right now that's unimportant to people, but. Uh... You get what I mean. Yeah, everything seems important. Everything seems of the utmost importance to people that uh, value whatever it is that they're uh, hemming and hawing about. Right. I mean, I hate to say that that's a that's not a terrible thing because there is the possibility that something something bad will happen to those kids. But mm-hmm. I I'm I, it is kind of a thought police crime. Um, I'm punishing for you for what may happen instead of what you're actually what actually happened. Well, now there's laws though around it, though you know where like there are certain laws that you need to abide by. One of them is you have to have a seatbelt on, right? Seatbelt law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not so, saying that she didn't break the law, and I'm not saying that I don't agree with the law. In fact, I would never drive without my kid buckled in. Um, that being said. Uh, and I know you phrased that out, but the, <laughs> the I, I don't I think if let me put it another way, I was driving back from dropping off my daughter. I picked her up from school and I dropped her off. So she wasn't in the car. I was wearing a seatbelt, but I was coming home from uh, it takes me a while to get back from my ex-wife's place to my place. You just tap me out when this becomes boring to you. <laughs> But Go ahead. I was I there I was uh going around the the corner of one of these streets here and it's it's a narrow street. There's really only room for one car to drive down. It's one of these streets, like many streets, where if another car's coming, one of us has to stop and back up into the parking area and let the other pass, right? And I drive the yes. street a lot and I was going probably faster than should be because I was almost home. Um, and as I swung around the corner, there was a guy standing in his driveway who, like, threw up his arms as I went by. Hey! 
So I got immediately pissed because I was like, what? So I stopped, which is what I do. I'm, I'm always ready to get into a fight when I'm in my car. That's probably not the best, uh, best cause uh, to celebrate. No, no. But I was pissed. Nothing angers me more than driving. So I stop and I roll down my window and I say, what? yes, what? What is it? Yes. Hey, you slow down. Like, what? I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean. Slow down. You know how I many people drive past you really fast? You can hit somebody. You can hit a car. I'm like, I, I wasn't this articulate about it. But the, the, mm -hmm. the gist of it was that I wasn't driving too fast for the situation, nor was I driving faster than the posted speed limit. Like I was going 20 or 25 miles an hour. Like I wasn't speeding. I was just going too fast for this guy who watches people <laughs> speed past all the time. And you know what, if, uh -huh. there, if I saw somebody, I had enough time, I wasn't going that fast, but if somebody was walking their dog or a car was coming around the corner, I had enough time to slow down, to stop. I wasn't gonna hit anybody. I wasn't gonna slam on my brakes. I wasn't going that fast, but this guy decided that I was going too fast. And like he he would not let up. He was like a dog on a bone. He was like, "You're going too fast. You don't know. You don't know if somebody's right there. You can. You know how many people I see spinning by here? You could have hit somebody. You could have hit somebody. You could have hit somebody." Well, no, I wasn't going to hit somebody. And you know what? Not that I think this woman. I'm not really defending this woman with her kids in the uh -huh. car without the seatbelts on, but like, she probably could have made it. You know. <laughs> Probably could have made it with her kid in her lap and her, her kid in the backseat. She probably has done it a lot, and those kids are still alive. So I'm sorry, man. Texting while driving, though, is such a hazard. It is so, so, so dangerous. Yeah, I, I, it, it, I, I agree. Again, I'm not saying that texting while driving or driving with a kid in your lap or having unsecured kids or anything is not dangerous and not a bad idea and not just asking for trouble, and you shouldn't be pulled over for that. But... I do have a problem with being punished for something that isn't actually happening for the, gotcha. and, and I think it's the, what I'm trying to get at is the escalation of the importance of it, that that is deemed so important as opposed to, you know, the plummeting healthcare system or the, 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 yeah. you know, anything else that you can come we, up with that people argue. Yeah. About. We just shocked ourselves with minutia. And yeah, and, and refuse to conquer bigger issues. Well, let's let's call this one a draw then. Okay, yeah. Like, why is this news? I guess is my point. I never understand what makes that what makes news news. Because it's just horrifying. There were babies. There were little babies. Oh, God, but you and I were little babies, and we're here hosting this podcast right now, and we got by without being in the car with a seatbelt on. By the grace of God and His dirty bodega. Oh God, God give may God give you a dirty bodega. <laughs> so uh, let me one last uh, news story, and this was kind of set off a firestorm recently. And I don't know if you know about this, but I'm sure you do. Okay, I've heard about it. You hear about the woman who wrote this article named Samantha Brick? She wrote this article for the Daily Mail, not a sponsor out there in jolly old England. Oh, okay, right, yeah, jolly um, old England. And about basically the gist of her article was that it was. She, you know, she's just uh, being too beautiful has its perils where she is, you know, judged by other women uh, and she doesn't get promotions at work. And it's, it's, you know, the, 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 the peril of being too pretty. I saw um, that so this article, yeah, I saw that this article existed. I didn't actually read the article. Um, I read the article. It is just. Littered. Let me see see if I can find some quotes. The backlash, as you can imagine. But she viewed the backlash as proof. It was just a bunch of ugly people taking out their wrath on a pretty woman who dared to speak the unspeakable. <laughs> okay. Wasn't there a, a woman last year who did who got fired from her job because she was too beautiful? Right? I mean, it's, it, clearly this is proven. What is uh, the, the – I can't find the uh, – she okay. So she's been the past twenty four hours when she wrote this article, and then she received all the 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 people criticizing her have been the worst twenty four hours of her life, because people were saying things like, 
she's not that hot. And I'm looking at her and she isn't that hot. She's a pretty woman. Her contention was that she boards airplanes and the captain buys bottles of champagne for her. And she goes to bars and, and the bartender will shoo away her paying the tab because she's so pretty. Or random men on the street stop her and hand her flowers. <laughs> and even though she's happily married, she can't be around other women's other halves because of the, the threat she poses just by the sheer wattage of a beautiful smile. Well, no wonder people saying that she's not pretty was the worst day of her life, if this is what every day of her life is like. Yeah, right. And so, I don't know. I was just it, – it's – it's almost too ridiculous to go into. It's just kind of like a it's like a red herring sort of story, right? Isn't that what the, what's called when they people put something out there um, to get uh, elicit a certain reaction? Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a red herring, but uh, oh, okay. Um, it's a it's a it's a white cod. Yeah, it's more it's more more like a white cod. Um, did you know if you wrote the words "choice cod" all in capital letters on a piece of paper and then held it upside down and then held it uh up to a mirror it says choice cod ah interesting yeah um one of those things that i know see that's the important nice. stuff I, I i'm just gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna be the unpopular voice this this do it week. Be, be unpopular well i love controversy on what well, they said what if she has a point i mean what okay i i've i've been to london loved london and i've seen british women and there's a there's a slim choice of beautiful british women can you think of really? many i british... always find i always find that the uh, the british women to be quite attractive really they have kind of like a uh, well they have kind of a certain look about them yeah i think the prettiest british woman is probably a seven i mean except for uh victoria beckham or for example or uh that's about it but um, about that ginger spice <laughs> yeah i don't know about ginger spice <laughs> any of the spice girls really uh but let's say she really this is really a problem for her. I mean, what if the uh, who's to say that this isn't a problem for her, that this genuinely is something that she feels needs to be talked about. And it actually is speaking to people who are uh, have the beautiful problem problem. Did you ever see that uh, <sighs> that episode of 30 Rock uh, where um, uh, Tina Fey's got a boyfriend and he's played by John Hamm of uh, Mad Men? And mm -hmm. uh, the whole point of the episode is that he lives in the bubble, which is that he is a good looking guy. So he doesn't realize what it's like in real life <laughs> to be a normal person because he's uh -huh. treated so well wherever he goes. And the joke is that he doesn't understand why, why he can't order something that isn't on the menu <laughs> when they go out to a restaurant because people will be <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we can do that for you. Sure. Like that sort of stuff. And she's like, you don't get it. You live in the bubble. Like this doesn't happen to normal people. And it's a joke because he he's 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 stupid about it. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, uh, it is a sense of discrimination if someone is so attracted. It, I, I walked down the street in college once um, with a girl that I went to college with. And she and I parked our cars in some secret parking space uh, up uh up in Bel Air because we both went to UCLA and we were we walked to our cars together and um, she was gorgeous and we walked down Sunset Boulevard to get to her car and every single guy in every single car as we walked down the street craned and turned their neck to stare at her every single person I'm not kidding like and it was so unnerving for me because that doesn't happen to me um, but it was just like wow th this would get annoying all the time to not be able to go anywhere without every single guy hitting on you or turning your head or trying to buy you a drink or whatever. So maybe that's just what she's saying, or maybe she's just a bitch. I think it, uh, I think by saying it, you come off as a bitch, especially the way she said it. And also, I mean, on the scale of problems, I would rather be too attractive than marginally or unattractive. You say that now, but what you don't know. No, no, I, I'll say that then too, Jason. <laughs> well, okay, but uh, would you rather be an unattract an attractive woman than yes. an attractive? Really? Do I have great? Do I have great tits? I'd love to have wonderful tits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, 
Should we just move on now and talk about Survivor? Yeah, we need to because the mover's called twice already. Oh my god. Okay. Well, let's just race through Survivor. When you make an appointment, I am a stickler for I I book my day, right? I this show is booked, right? We know that we're going to talk for X amount of time and it's going to start at a certain time, blah blah blah. Yep. I don't like when people pull the, "Hey, I got finished with my thing early. I'm in the neighborhood." Not my problem. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? We agreed at 11.30, so you know, grab a donut and a cup of coffee and be here at 11.30 because I have a busy day as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Exactly. We you, didn't agree you on a we... window. We agreed on a time. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Well, and you don't need to be put out for him. He needs to be no. put out for you at this time. Well, he's trying to win my business. I'm not yeah, trying and... to win his business. No, and you're at work. This is your job. I'm working. I'm <laughs> working. Send us your emails. What, what do they said at gmail.com? Tell me how hard I work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's just talk about it quickly because I don't think there was much to really say about these past two episodes of Survivor, is there? You no, know, and also they did uh, our, our – our, we're talking about Survivor, correct? Yeah. They did our, uh, our the lovely Christina Cha disservice because they really – I didn't like the angle they shot her at when she went down the slide this week. You know, I have to <laughs> – I have to say I was disappointed with that angle as well, especially because she posted on her Facebook page uh, the the angle you want to see her in going down the slide. Exactly. The funny thing, though, is like whenever people post those kind of pictures, you know, there's the hotness of the water slicking all over their body and then the swimsuit binding up in certain areas. And then there's the the, the wholly unattractive face they're making as that's going down. <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. I really think you need to have your eyes. People, sexy women, when you're going down slides and you might be photographed, try to keep your eyes open and, and open up the mouth a little bit. Yeah, there you go. And maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe hold your chin down, you know? <laughs> Just I know it's a lot to process when you're in the, the heat of competition. But yeah, It'll make for a better photo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, I, I take back everything I have ever complained about Survivor in every time we've ever talked about it. Okay. It, by, because my complaint has always been that I want to see a competent, smart person actually play the game. And Kim... Yes who is competent and smart and is actually playing the game, is dull, dull, dull. You think so? I think so. I mean, I, I love what she's doing. She's playing it right. She's got a complete angle on everything that's happening. She's doing it well. She's articulate. And she's executing things right. And I just don't care. Like, there's no drama around somebody doing things well. Well, yeah. I don't know. This show's kind of, in, in, in my opinion, Survivor... Because the environment is no longer a factor in the show, which we discussed the last time we did the show, you know, they could be anywhere, really. I think it would be more interesting, actually, if they had to survive much like the colony in some post-apocalyptic environment. Mm, yeah, but then that would be the colony. True. But, you know, throwing throw a car commercial here or there or a, a cola spot. Um, <laughs> and... The other thing, too, is because people are essentially just playing this game and that the show has to kind of stay one step ahead by mixing them up because they get too – you know, the game has been played so many times now that people kind of expect a certain sort of rhythm to the game. So that now they have to, you know, now we're breaking up into different tribes. Now we're going to put you together in one tribe. Now we're going to, you know, left-handed people over there. And now, you know, right-handed people over there. They're having to kind of mix things up because people get too familiar and settled into the rhythm of the game. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't really – you take away that whole – two tribes thing you know when you mix up the tribes too much because it isn't really two tribes it's just kind of like you know it's almost like what's that game uh like the what's the one where you the the chair there's a music playing and then you have to jump in the chair oh yeah that chair game with musical the music playing musical chair playing. <laughs> musical chair <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that you know it's like i feel like whenever Things get too settled. They play musical chairs, and then you know a new person is left without a chair. Yeah, and it looks like Christina and Alicia are without chairs, and um, Tarzan and um, Leaf, I guess, are without chairs. Uh -huh. uh, so if it, it then then it becomes tough. You know, I, I think what uh, either Christina and Alicia need to team up and go with the guys' team to wipe out the uh, Kim. Uh, girl alliance or all the girls need to stick together 
and either Christina or Alicia needs to be the one at the end that Kim or Kim is going to sit by to say, I did everything. You don't want to vote for this person. I'm bringing this dead weight along so that I win so that I'm not up against a good competitor. I think that's the only thing that can happen at this point. Discuss. You know, I would say that if we do get Christina to be on our show, <laughs> yes. two questions I would ask. One is how are the women staying so well manicured? And by manicured, I mean you would imagine the men have hair growing everywhere. You would imagine the women would be in a similar situation. I mean, I, you know, I, this, this, is, this is interesting to me. The fact that there is, you know, and I think we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you talking about their underarms? Their underarms? I'm talking about the there's the area, the genitalia area. There's uh. Uh, it's very well quaffed to be out there for you know thirty something days in uh, with no sh shaving utensils. It also looks like Christina's saying. wearing makeup, unless she just is has that. I'm telling you. Look at this show versus previous shows when people looked really torn up by the elements and they had bug bites everywhere. Now everybody looks like a swimsuit model. Well, Alicia isn't looking so hot, and Troyzan had some sort of weird thing going on with his nose. But Christina either has like perfect features or is putting on makeup every morning. I can't really tell what's going on. Like the and I'm not skin. sure our girl Christina is really playing that good a game, Jace. I mean, what what is she doing in the game that's very interesting? Uh, Other she's... than being kind of like loathed by Colton, there's really not much. I, I never see her strategizing. I mean, she's maybe the ultimate floater. Well, that's a pretty good game to play. And also, she's good at puzzles. Like, she, I, she ran away from the group that was pulling the last crate out of the ocean in the challenge yesterday and ran up to look at the puzzle pieces. So when it got there, she would have the puzzle figured out when they got there and then she's the one standing up on she the top got really the lucky together. on that one because that could have been the goat move of all goat moves yeah but it wasn't a goat like move. i'm not going to carry move. the heavy shit i'm just going to go and like stand over by the puzzle <laughs> but she took initiative so yeah. i'll give her that yeah i do agree though that uh that it's hard to tell what game she's playing because they always focus on the people who are either going home or making strong moves every episode mm -hmm. so these past two episodes we haven't seen what she's been doing because she hasn't been going she, she hasn't been in danger of going home so we no. we haven't seen her you know she got two votes last night but there was i knew for sure she wasn't going home because she she i think she said two words all night long um yeah they really should also make her wear the red bra black panty combination a lot more oh god you know you know what that <laughs> that makes me think of by the way is this song <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Oh yes, indeed. Am I right? Uh, the hallmark of my hallmark of my youth. <laughs> uh so okay. <clears throat> anyway, Survivor. I uh, I would uh, at this point I think the men are decimated unless the Christina and Alicia realize that they need to s swap sides, but I don't think that's going to happen because they're they're really on the bottom rung no matter what they do. Because if they switch over to the men's side, they're on the bottom rung on that side, and right now they're on the bottom rung of the women's side. So I, I think it's really uh, uh, Kim's game to lose right now is what it's looking like for me. Again, it doesn't tell me that they those two in particular played the game very well at all. I mean, uh, Alicia, you could say back the wrong horse. But Christina, I'm not sure what game she's been playing from day one. Not oh, a phrase. God. Did you hear how many times? Troy Zan said day one twice in one sentence last night. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's it really the, the funny thing, too. Also, my wife uh, has. Uh, can we just phrase out something really quick? Yes. I don't know. In corporate America, it seems to be people are saying bandwidth in, in reference to people. Meaning, we just don't have the bandwidth to do this project. And I'm like, well, what, the, what do you mean by that? We don't have the people to do this project. Well, why don't you say people instead of bandwidth? Why do people have to become bandwidth? Uh, I blame knee-jerk reaction. Ah, they are ahead of their time. Yeah. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but they would be a sponsor, actually. Let's just call them a sponsor of the show. Okay, sure. And we can plug their show coming up on uh Let's April, plug. April plug 20th. away. I think it's April 21st, uh, the knee-jerk reaction. 25th anniversary of, I think, Bandwidth uh, wow. concert. God, we're old. Featuring so old. Clockpaw. Time. Where does the time go, Jace? 
Interesting development in uh, uh, the time continuum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, good, good phrased out. Do we want to, or do you have time to, before the movers show up, uh, touch base on either Make It or Break It, The Amazing Race, The Celebrity Apprentice, or Mad Men? Let's, uh, let's hold off on Mad Men because there would be too much to chew on there. Celebrity Apprentice didn't watch. Uh, Make It or Break It we should talk about because we are back in the thick of it. They are very supportive of this show as well as the blog, which you've been writing fabulous recaps for. So go to www.whatthebizhead.com and read Jason's amazing recaps of the amazingly under-budgeted Make It or Break It. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that, Rob. And we do know that the uh, uh, at least Zane Holtz and Cassie Scarabo, who plays Lauren, and um, Holly Sorensen, uh, and apparently if we are to remember the uh, interview that we had with Holly who is executive producer and creator of Make It or Break It. We had an interview with her last season, uh, and she says that all the folks in the writer's room just love the recaps. And uh, Zane Holtz himself tweeted, uh, who plays Austin on the show. He said that... Yes, uh, Austin Tucker. It's a must for Fine American. fans of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you enjoying no, this no, season absolutely. of Make It or Break It? You know, I enjoy Make It or Break It. I am just a fan, and I just love... For me... I've always enjoyed shows that are just kind of like toe that line between being kind of like self-mocking and earnest at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, and I feel like yeah. this show is the perfect combination of both. Yeah, I think it's I don't know if self-mocking, but they're self-aware of the 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 line of camp that they're walking. Exactly. Camp is a better description. Yeah. Yeah, but they they never quite go over into camp, and they they do keep the sort of earnestness of it. Let me ask you two things uh, about Make It or Break It: uh, predictions and thoughts. What do you think is going on with Lauren yes. and her falling down spells? Hmm. I would love. First of all, I think the best way to get to the bottom of what's going on with Lauren is to put her in more lingerie and have her do more photo photo shoots. <laughs> true. True. Or uh, that way, I can really dissect what's wrong with her. But I I think. Me thinks that Cassie may not be on the show for the entire season. I feel like she has other coals and other fires. Oh, so you think this is like an actress thing? Like when Chelsea Hobbs up and left the show from her pregnancy last season, that this is just an they need to write out Lauren's character because the actress herself is, is becoming more famous? I do, I do. And then you have the addition of KP, and then you have Jordan, and you have this Wendy character, and it seems like there's too many cooks in the kitchen to make the Olympic team uh, dream come true for all of the rock girls. Mm, yeah, yeah. It just, it just doesn't make sense that all the rock girls are going to triumph, you know? I, I, you know who he tried to get on the show? Reba was doggedly trying to get uh, girls in line behind the uh, principal characters two and three. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are tough gets. <laughs> very hard. Very shadowy. Much like Bob Duvet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, then so what do you think about this whole, uh, you know, Lauren fainting episode or dizziness well i think you're right i th well i don't know if you're right about cassie scarabo the actress but i think that lauren as a character is going to have to l lose her olympic dream due to this tsetse fly bite that she's got or whatever it is that's keeping her down uh -huh. and i think that kaylee and austin are going to uh live happily ever after and payson is going to be the one to probably win silver against the chinese gold winner and that's probably the best we're going to see you think so against all odds payson's gonna i, I like payson to get gold no i think payson's oh, get well, silver a chinese chinese person gets gold uh payson gets silver and then either kelly parker or wendy testerberger or whatever her name is wendy capshaw mm -hmm. uh gets gets bronze interesting yeah. interesting for handicapping the make it or break it Olympic crew. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where, cool. where do we think our our, our uh, BMX biker is going to fall on the uh, medal stand? Oh yeah, that's a good point. I'm not sure where he's going to be. You mean uh, Rigo? That was that was the best. The Rigo Payson montage was probably the best uh, three minutes of television I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, that was fun. It did remind me, like I said in the recap, of the Great Muppet Caper, though. <laughs> Excellent dissection. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. I know you've got movers coming. No, sadly, no shakers. Do you have any weekend plans? Do. It's all, the weekend's going to start tonight. You know, 
this is something I wanted to touch on with you because I'm sure you can appreciate this. Uh, so I get invited to a fair amount of things over the course of a, of a year, right, by people. You know, you have friends that are – you have friends I know that are performers, actors, musicians, artists, that sort of thing. So you get the – you know, over the course of a, of a year, you get maybe one person will invite you to five or six different, say, art openings right. where they're okay, showing sure. their things. Mm-hmm. And invariably, I, I am something of a hermit. You know, I, I I go out and see a lot of music, but beyond that, I don't really go out too much. You know, yes. So I'll get you know for this one uh, particular person, I'll get several invites, and I I don't take her up on them, but I always try to choose one, and I'm choosing this one, which is uh, tonight. There's an artist reception, so with a thing where they give cheap wine and cheese and whatnot, and you go mm-hmm. and poke around. I know. And the, the artist's name, I'm going to give a shout out for Miss Jenea Barnes. Excellent. She's a, a fabulous artist and photographer and sculptor. Very talented. Um, she usually is showing outside of my bubble of uh, things I can walk to. But this is something I can walk to. It's at the Cannery tonight in San Francisco. <laughs> right. And she is showing her art with Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Okay. Winston As in like the Smith. Getty Center. As in no Ferlinghetti, as in the Pocony Island of my mind, the poet, the beat poet, okay. the owner of City Lights Bookstore. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, sure, sure. Lawrence Ferlinghetti. He's a poet laureate as well. Uh, also, Jack Hirschman, who is a, also another poet who uh, dabbles in art as well, and he is the San Francisco's first poet laureate. So two well-known beat Beat era poets are going to be in attendance, as well as Winston Smith, who is the artist that you would know. He did all those uh, uh, great Dead Kennedys album covers. He oh, also sure. did Green Day's Dookie. You know, he's a very collagist in his uh, art approach, and he also is well known for bringing great Japanese pop artists over to uh, America to be discovered. So. In addition to the lovely Jenea Barnes, we have all these other legends that are going to be showing their art in attendance. So it's a great group show. And my theory is this, Jason. Mm-hmm. I may only go to one one event by, a, say, a particular friend who's an artist. But I try to choose the event that's going to be the most memorable. And then I try to make myself memorable at their, at their memorable event. So it seems like I go to all their art showings. Oh, there you go. So are you going to sing Keep on Loving You at this art opening? I might, or, you know, I'm just going to try when pictures are being taken. I'm just going to try and find myself in those pictures, kind of like, you know, Forrest Gump throughout time. Good, good. You know what I mean? So I just appear in a lot of things like, oh, yeah, Rob, he always went to my art stuff. He was so supportive. Yeah, then when they're the going to sit I'm, and I'm pull really those pictures out of a box and throw them away when they move. <laughs> exactly. In their precious memory pile. <laughs> Light a match. So, <laughs> Exactly. So we have that going on. I also am going to attend. Oh, this is great, Jace. I, I'm going to do a full report on this. Hallie uh, works at the Transamerica Pyramid, mm-hmm. and she uh, is very tight with the chief engineer. And her and I are going up to the absolute tippy top of the pyramid, the spire, where we will be signing our names uh, in a book of other people that have achieved such heights. And what a great way to leave San Francisco, right? To be able to say that you climbed up to the very tippy top, the spire of the Transamerica pyramid. Iconic. Yeah. That's really fantastic. I've often wondered if you could even get into the spire of the Transamerica pyramid. And now I know you can. In fact, if you YouTube search it, like I did, because I want to see what I was getting myself into Brian Hackney from, uh, to show, uh, Evening Magazine went up to the spire, and you see what's involved. And basically, you go up to the 48th floor, which is the last floor you can actually, you know, hold events and you know occupy. Mm. And then you go above that is a staging area. And then you walk up 20 flights to get to the very tip where the actual, you know, that light, the you know, the 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 beamed light is yeah, at the very yeah, yeah. top. And as you make that ascent, it's basically the way it's constructed is uh, while you're surrounded by, you know material going up there it's a, a designed to let the fog and the wind blow through Ooh. so you're kind of exposed in a way to the elements as you make this very narrow staircase spiral which gives way finally to a ladder that you climb up and then you stand in the you know the area where it's the very top wow that's super cool yeah so i'm doing that on friday and then afterward we're gonna go uh you know kind of you know, uh, lollygag. She's off because of Good Friday. So we're going to lollygag around the mission. And then we're going to a Seder that night. 
for oh, Passover. Sure. Although we're not practicing, we get invited to a Seder. It's always fun, always a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, Saturday, nothing really planned. I think we're going to get some crab. We're trying to say goodbye to the things that we love about San Francisco. Oh, uh, yeah. And you so got to get some get... sourdough bread and eat that crab. Absolutely. So that that's our weekend, really. It's just kind of trying to take in as many San Francisco things. And I can think of nothing better than Lawrence Ferlinghetti, famed beat poet and owner of City Lights, as well as uh, the Transamerican Pyramid and uh, and the other one. Crab. So that's my weekend. What's yours? Uh, not nearly as exciting, but I'm not saying farewell to anything, so I, I don't have to gotcha. you know, touch, touch touchstones. Uh, I'm working on Friday night. I'm working at an acting class. I'm going to be teaching that. Um, that's going late, so that, that that's exciting. So it's fun to to teach. Um, yeah, Saturday, so it is exciting. Yes. Well, that's exciting. Uh, I bought a new TV last weekend. Congratulations! Uh, what thanks. size screen? Forty inches. Forty inch. Uh, yeah. HD TV. That'll uh, get her done. That that's uh, I, I I got home late last night and but I it was my first opportunity to see Survivor Christina on forty inch high def so I, I decided really to... and how's that slow mo treating you? Oh, I didn't even think of that. And I gotta wait till yeah, next yeah, week. Use the slow mo. Utilize the slow mo, especially on the. Uh... I'm assuming you have some form of Comcast or something like that. Uh, I have DirecTV, as we talked about. Okay. I, yeah. It's the same, same feature. Yeah. It, it mm-hmm. is very, very slow. That's what I like about it. Okay. Well, I'll check that out. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then uh, my kid, who's been on uh, vacation uh, or spring break through New York, comes back on uh, Saturday. And her birthday, as I say, was yesterday, so she was out of town. So doing sort of an Easter slash birthday thing with her on Sunday. Nice. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah, it. I'm looking forward to Easter Sunday because uh, we're having lamb shanks. I love lamb shanks. You just like to say slow-mo and shank. <laughs> hey, that would be a good name for a cop buddy pitcher. Slow-mo <laughs> and shank. <laughs> well, what do you think? What do they said at gmail.com? Hey, thanks, Rob. I'm going to let you go so you can uh, deal okay. with your uh, – uh, mover and I'll get this show together and we'll try to get Christina yeah, I'll on. Let you go to deal with this mess of a show. No, actually, it was, I thought it was a, a, it was a very well structured show. All right, there were, there were arcs. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you say? <laughs> I don't know, man. But I love our listeners, and we were going to be getting to this show in the face of cross country moves, and uh, and we want we want to get this Christina Chaw on our show because we we find her. Uh, find her attractive basically we want her on the show so there you go all right you know keep working about that i think we gotta wait until the because she's gonna be on the jury now so we have to wait until the the survivor's over because she's gonna you know she's still part of the show it's not like she got voted off it's not like when we had uh the other survivor on from redemption island i I believe it was uh, carly simon who said anticipation it's making me wait right and that's just not about ketchup so thank you listeners thank you rob and uh thanks again Yes. Next time. Next time. Can you tell me what the day said? Did you hear what the day said? Can you hear what the day said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. You know how cute I always thought you were.